Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Theater of Football. I'm Mike Codem, and I'm joined, as always, by Patrick Heinrich. Hi, Patrick. Hey, y'all. Well, it's uh, good news today. Uh, United were able to get a 2-0 draw against Leicester. 2-0 win. Gosh, I am drained, Patrick. <laughs> I don't know about you. Yeah. But uh, we got the 2-0 victory over Leicester, King Power Stadium, to see us finish third. Um, Patrick, uh, back in January when we struggled and lost 2-0 to Burnley at Old Trafford, a game I was actually at, uh, did you see a third-place finish being on the cards for us? <laughs> no, not at all. And there was like, you know, just speaking of being emotionally drained, you know, like just the last like two weeks have been just emotionally draining. But it was emotionally draining for a good you know, week and a half or two weeks after that Burnley game. But like, you know, we've had our ups and downs. And I think overall, um, you know, I've been very um, happy and, and proud of what we've been able to accomplish. But I would not have seen a third place uh, in January at all. <laughs> no, um, for us to finish third uh, is great. Uh, but even that after that Burnley match, I wouldn't have even thought we'd be fourth, close to qualifying for the Champions League. Um, yeah. So uh, much was, was written about the Bruno Fernandez transfer and a lot of stuff about how he got, uh, the, how the move was pushed forward from the summer transfer window to get done in January. Mm -hmm. uh, if that is the case, uh, how big was that move? It was huge. It was huge. I think it was, it was a definitely um, the right call. And I think it, um, you know, it gave everybody or gave the whole team um, something new after the restart. And I think it gave all the fans something new after the restart. Um, and, you know, when you look at, you know, single important decisions in the history of a club, you know, I think this might be one of those things that goes down as a, you know, a really uh, a big milestone. Yeah, uh, I've heard people compare it to when um... – we signed Eric Cantona in the early 90s oh, yeah. that the club was yep. able to push on from there and start winning titles and really contend in Europe as well, um, even though we didn't win the Champions League until after Cantona retired. Um, yeah. I think we're still a few players away. I think the last uh, couple of weeks has shown that um, we, we just have a few players that uh, – uh, Ole doesn't trust probably more than a few players. So he has his mm. first 11 and uh, the rest have struggled. Having said that, yep. um, given, given the amount of games and how quickly they come, it's hard to give everyone game time. And when the players yep. did get a chance to come in, they didn't necessarily look the sharpest uh, because, well, they hadn't been pl playing in matches. So right. um, exactly. It'll be interesting to see how the squad develops when we kind of get back into a normal rhythm uh, in September. Of course, we have the Europa League to still play in August. So um, yep. pressure's off us there to have to win that to qualify for the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, the players can go out there and feel free to perform. So hopefully it'll be an entertaining, um, entertaining game for or entertaining competition for us to watch as United fans. Um, yeah. But uh, diving deeper into the match today, um, it, was, it was a difficult watch, I thought, in the first half. I, it didn't look like – I wanted us uh, in our pre-match pre video, I wanted us to keep, try to keep things tight and uh, at the back, and I didn't feel like we did that at all. It was a very open game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 
maybe we were a little fortunate that Lester didn't take more uh, care of the opportunities we, we gave them in that first half. Yeah. Um, but uh, for, from your perspective, uh, how, how did you, what did you make of the, the performance today? Well, I thought just in normal, you know, some of the trends that we've been seeing with sloppy defense, um, I think we saw that in the first half. I still don't think we were very good in the second half, but I thought we had a few um, individual kind of clutch decisions um, on the defensive half that made, um, you know, shut down a few opportunities. Um, but again, you know, Lester, they had a brilliant opportunity right in front of the goal in the second half and they couldn't capitalize on it. Yeah. So I'd still say our defending is not at all where it needs to be. Um, and um, so I think that, that, you know, needs to be improved. That was a little sloppy. Um, I thought that our uh, midfield play was a little bit better. Um, I thought we connected some very nice quick succession passes. I don't think we held on to the ball as much as we, um, you know, have been doing in the past. Um, you definitely saw that a lot better in the second half. Um, I think Modic and Pogba had some great, um, great passes, great downfield kicks. Um, so it was good to see them again. Um, I thought um, Fernandez, you know, couldn't really connect a few things. I thought he was maybe a little bit off, but, um, you know, overall, um, I thought that our you know, defense is a little sloppy, but the rest of play um, was in, an improvement over what we've seen in the past. Yeah, uh, good points there, especially about the, the defending. Um, and when I say we still a few players short, that's kind of the area where I think we're, we're struggling. I think yeah. we need a, another uh, attacking player, preferably on the right wing. Maybe that'll be Sancho, but I think we need a couple players at the back to shore things up there. Yeah. Um, Juan Pizaka made some nice tackles again today, but uh, as far as McGuire getting booked in the first 10 minutes, that's not good on a challenge on the halfway line. That was pointless. And then Lindelof, Lindelof, who I thought had a good game up until the point he, he hacked down Vardy as Vardy's running towards the, the, the touchline. Um, yeah. Not yep. really going to go anywhere. And he picks up a yellow card there. That was dumb as well. Yeah. Uh, so um there, there is a lot of improvement that needs to be made back there. Um, I think the fact that we were kind of wide open, we weren't as – I wouldn't say we were very tight tactically. Um, that allowed Lester to really uh, uh, open things up. But I think we were a little fortunate. Vardy made some runs in behind. That is, uh, uh, the players on the pitch didn't necessarily see – and um, so maybe the, the entry to particularly James Madison uh, helped us out there because it's probably runs that Madison picks out. But, um, yeah, overall, uh, Martial won the penalty. Um, I actually thought Evans got the ball, but at the same time you have uh, Wes Morgan <laughs> coming from the other side wiping him out. So I think the combination of yeah. both makes that a stonewall penalty. So. Yes. Uh, and Bruno, he did not have his best day uh, again, but he held his nerve and converted from the spot, and uh, that put us uh, put us in a good uh, good position um, for uh, Jesse Lingard to get that uh, uh, <laughs> late uh, robbery of Schmeichel and, and sliding home to get his uh, one league goal of the season. So, congratulations <laughs> to him. Board, Yes, he didn't put up a goose egg, so uh, props to him. I think Ole actually put him on for – who did he put on? Greenwood, I believe. And I thought that was actually not a bad move because uh, Greenwood 
did well, does, does get back defensively, but he tends to leave a leg in and concede some um, set pieces, uh, dangerous set pieces in our defensive third. And uh, Lingard will run again and, and try to cover that side, but maybe he doesn't really put those types of challenges in where he's going to foul somebody. So um, I didn't yeah. think in today's match with a, a, us a goal up and a, a draw being enough for, for Champions League that that was a necessarily a poor substitution and maybe yeah. him scoring a goal is good for Jesse. Maybe he can start to rediscover some of the form he had a few years ago. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I won't hold my breath on that. It was just one goal and it was gifted to him. So, uh, yeah. but uh, it was good, uh, good for him. Um, Still builds confidence. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. So, um, he'll probably get uh, a start when we come back on, I believe August 5th is when our second leg of the Europa League is against Lask. So uh, being 5-0 up in the first leg, I th- I'm pretty sure Ole will risk putting out there uh, Jesse. So um, yeah. maybe he can build upon that goal and put in a nice performance there against uh, probably weaker opposition, uh, at least yep. judging by the first leg they were. So It'll be uh, interesting to see the Europa League. We'll, we'll talk about that more in depth. Um, just wanted to get your thoughts on maybe some of the, the other action uh, going on as well. Um, Chelsea were able to get a 2-0 win over Wolves. Uh, Spurs were able to draw with uh, Palace, which meant that Spurs jumped Wolves into sixth place. And now mm-hmm. Wolves will need uh, Chelsea to beat Arsenal in that FA Cup final to have that seventh spot become a yep. Europa League position but given if you're if you're Wolves and and keeping keeping in mind that they had a really good season in the league uh, despite playing in the Europa League but with with the smaller squad that they have would they really want to maybe go in the Europa League again um, they are still in the Europa League this season uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they could qu- potentially win that and qualify for the Champions League potential semifinal against uh, against United on the cards there, uh, both yep. win their quarterfinals. But uh, if, you're, if you're Wolves, would you root for Chelsea to win that match, or, or would you maybe want Arsenal to win just so you can uh, have fewer games and really maybe push hard for top four next year? Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a good question because I think there's a, definitely a benefit in, um, you know, having um, whether it's, you know, of your fault, of your own fault or the fault of, you know, the way that, um, you know, how everything stacks out in the end of, you know, having the ability to have some rest before going into the next season um, or, you know, being able to focus on, I should say, um, you know, trying to get placed higher up in the, the table in the Premier League. But I, I don't think, I think ultimately, they'll be rooting for Arsenal to win. Um, and, you know, I, I think that they're, um, you know, in you could always get into the Europa League um, and put forth, you know, kind of a, um, you know, a, an effort um, and still focus on, you know, getting into the top table in the, or, you know, the top four in the Premier League. Um, you know, I don't think just as far as hedging your bets, I think it's best to, you know, hope that Arsenal wins the game and, um uh, or Chelsea wins the game. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I hope that Chelsea wins the game um, and uh, that you do get into the Europa League um, so that you, you know, have another shot at an opportunity next season. Um, but you can still focus on Premier League play and um, be, still be in the Europa League and maybe put up like a weaker side 
Um, I, I think that's, you know, the best bet for any club. Yeah. Uh, and I, I get, I get talked to about like United, um, qualifying for Europa league instead of the champions league and people want to, people I talk to mainly, you know, supporters of other clubs bring up the Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Monday schedule and how that's a detriment to, um, to a team. But I've always countered kind of with, with what you're saying that the Europa league, uh, what has it been uh, close to a decade since uh, UEFA has made that, uh, made the champion um, get guaranteed them a spot in the champions league. So you kind of, it gives you an opportunity to not just, win that competition to qualify for the Europa League like, or qualify for the Champions League, like you were saying, hedge your bets. But it also yeah. gives you an opportunity to play maybe not the top European sides, but other European sides where the style of play is different and help develop your squad. And yeah. Wolves are in a position where I think they will wind up keeping all their players. Um, Jimenez has been talked mm-hmm. about uh, potentially moving on, but I think with the uh, pandemic going on and 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 all that, um, that they'll end up keeping pretty much the whole squad intact. So uh, I, I think from that standpoint, you looked at um, their manager Nuno uh, Espirito Santo. He uh, he did a good job of uh, I felt keeping the the squad as fresh as possible by by uh, uh, while making those European commitment so I, I agree with you I think they would want Chelsea to win to guarantee them that Europa League spot I believe that Europa League spot will also be they'll also have to go through a little bit of qualifying if I'm not mistaken so maybe he wouldn't be thrilled with that but I do think he's a manager that wants to be in every competition and and um, give them the best uh, opportunity to potentially get at the, um, Europe's top table after next season but uh, like I said they could I think they're one of the stronger sides still left in the Europa League along mm-hmm. with us and maybe Inter yeah. Milan and uh, Bayer Leverkusen. So you could see potentially them winning that and getting in, Europe, getting in Europe's top table uh, by uh, October, which I think is when the, the group stage is supposed to start. So um, mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see from Wolves. That just was kind of a footnote that wasn't uh, discussed much today because um, uh, kind of I kind of had a hunch that Chelsea would win and Spurs would get uh, a result of so- some sort at Palace. So yeah. um, that was uh, – that'll be interesting to see uh, the FA Cup final, how that'll affect Wolves and then how they do in the Europa League. Um, I believe they still have a second leg, uh, the round of 16 against uh, Olympiacos, and they drew the first leg 1-1. So they have mm-hmm. very much in position to get through to the quarterfinals, and yep. uh, we'll see how they do. So it's always a club I've uh, enjoyed um, following. I went to see them play back in 2013 when they were in League One on a weeknight when they were playing Oldham, and they played in front of uh, over 19,000 supporters. So I thought that was uh, – that kind of – resonated with me the supporters coming out on a weeknight when they're in the third tier of English football still and and supporting yeah. supporting their club and Wolves won 2-0 on that night so uh it was uh, kind of the, I think they, I think they ended up winning the the league one championship that year so it's kind of the start of them pushing on back to the to the top of uh English football towards the top so yeah um just wanted to touch on that um 
and uh, yeah, it was a good day for United, uh, good day for Chelsea, good day for Aston Villa, especially. We didn't really yeah. talk about them, but uh, uh, they were able to get a point at the London Stadium and stay in the Premier League, which was something yep. I did not think would happen two weeks ago. Uh, but I believe they ended up getting, what, eight points from their last uh, 12, eight out of the last 12 points uh, in their yep. last four games. So um, that was just enough for them to get to stay up. So, uh, yeah, they're, they they're definitely rallied and had a great run in the end. I mean, their game against, I thought, you know, putting up a one um, nil win against Arsenal was, um, you know, pretty clutch and securing that, you know, obviously, you know, getting that goal, a Grealish's goal today um, was also clutch in keeping them in the Premier League for next year. But um, I thought their performance against Arsenal was, um, you know, equally good at, establishing, you know, why they you know, want to be in the Premier League and why they want to stay in the Premier League. And I thought that was, um, you know, good for them. I'm glad you brought up Grealish because I was winding towards uh, our last question that I wanted to talk to you about is, does Aston Villa staying up now, does that kind of put the, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say like the kibosh on, on us potentially moving for him? Does that keep his price tag outside of the, the range of what we should pay? Yeah, I think we're probably, you know, in, in the previous conversations we've had about it, you know, I think we, um, in, in, at least in my eyes, um, you know, I I wouldn't have put forth now the amount of money that I think it's going to cost to get him um, mm -hmm. into our squad with Aston Villa staying in, uh, in the Premier League. I think even if they had been relegated, I think that, um, you know, the question of would we take Grealish, I mean, obviously still cost a pretty penny, but would we still take him? And I think, you know, even if they had been relegated, um, I, I think, yeah, I don't think we should have made such a hard play for him anyway in, in the beginning. So, you know, to me, it just solidifies the fact that, you know, we should move on and look at, uh, look at some other talent, but, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, he's definitely going to be much more expensive now that Villa are still in the, uh, in the Premier League. Yeah, that's a good point. We did. Uh, we have said that we weren't really that keen on him, uh, regardless of whether Villa stay up or not. And now that they have stayed up, I think that just makes his asking price, uh, his value, be even higher. And I think that just uh, to to me, I, I, it's just an avenue I don't really want us to go down. Um, I'd rather I'd rather have uh, uh, us spend uh, maybe even over the odds money on Sancho who's much younger and, but has it proven much more on a, a higher level than, than I feel Grealish has. So um, yeah. that's, that's something that uh, I would, I would lean towards if we're going to add some attacking talent. Cause uh, I think Sancho could get into our best starting 11 that we've seen right away. Uh, while I don't think Grealish is the requisite quality to, to make that, that starting 11. So yeah. I think he would always be on the bench if uh, everyone's fit. So he would yeah. still get plenty of game time, but um, yeah. Just, and Sancho's just... Sancho's the long-term, you know, strategy really, you know, I mean, if we signed Grealish, essentially it would be saying, you know, we're looking for like a, a, a minor fix, you know, an immediate mm -hmm. fix perhaps. Um, but I agree. I think Sancho is definitely the long-term solution. Yeah. And if we're going to go for a band-aid, if you will, uh, bandage. Um, we're, we're, I'd rather us go after a, a, a William who's now a free agent. Well, will be a free agent after the FA Cup final or 
I don't know when he, how long he extended his contract. Maybe he'll be a free agent after the, their, they finished their Champions League defeat to, to Bayern Munich in the beginning of August. But uh, yeah. I'd rather us move after him, despite him being much older than Grealish. He yeah. could clearly still play and could be that uh, quick fix for the next 12 or 18 months where we try and it might take that long for us to bring in Sancho, given what's going on in the world and given Ed Woodward's yeah. track record and negotiations. So, um, right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely uh, something that uh, um, is to keep an eye on, see how the Grealish saga plays out, if there is a saga. Uh, hopefully there won't be a saga, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> keep an eye on that. Um, but uh, uh, that's, that's it for the theater of football. The curtains are now closing. Um, thank you, Patrick, for, for joining me. And uh, we'll, go okay. cel- we'll go celebrate our third place finish, but we won't celebrate too hard because it's, cha- <laughs> it's still not a championship. So, um, But uh, we do get to enjoy uh, Champions League football again next year. So uh, yeah. for Patrick, what's, what's that, Patrick? I said we'll take the opportunity to celebrate when we can. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll have a Europa League uh, trophy to celebrate again here. Oh, that's uh, true in a few weeks so we could, yep. we could I guess we could celebrate that even if it's not a Champions League trophy but it's still a trophy at least um, but uh, for uh, for for Patrick I'm uh, I'm Mike thanks again for joining us and be sure to uh, uh, like the video subscribe and uh, give your reaction in the comments below uh, thank you and have a nice night cheers everyone <laughs>